0: Morning, uh, boys and girls. Happy Friday. finally made it. I woke up early and kind of decided maybe to put something down a little bit. Nothing uh, nothing really that I'm... N- none of the things that I'm really working on yet. But um, kind of want to comment on something that I've been thinking about, that I've been following actually. For a little bit here and there, uh not really in depth, I kind of really really dove into it this morning to kinda just kind of see what was said, what wasn't said, yada 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 um and uh give my opinion now, how does this play relevance to the things that I normally talk about well um Attempting to this 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 has to do with attempting to control the narrative through the media, but uh, and that and that isn't the the, the the big thing. That's that's very very minor, really. Um, especially because one side I don't think is uh, well, one side is about to fail ma- majorly. Um, but uh, it addresses a bully especially a bully that has views and it's slowly starting to put them in their place. Now, I don't like talking about other people's, you know, I never talk about other people's podcasts in a negative light. I never talk about what they do, you know, anything like that. But um, I just think that there's a lot to be said about how we got to where we're at. And it's something a little different. Um, it's something that uh, I can give you a background to it's an easy uh, easy research there's videos I'll take maybe 30 minutes if you're interested to kind of follow up and kind of see what's going on Uh, but let me give you the background of both of the individuals okay Uh, so um, this uh, this this heated uh, I guess exchange if you will that is going on right now is between a former, uh, UFC fighter, Brandon Schaub and MMA journalist, Ariel Hawani. Um, I'm going to give you a background a little bit on Ariel. All right. Uh, Ariel was one of the original, um, quote unquote reporters. Um, he was very young when he started, um, when he started he was a little he wasn't the best interviewer but he was young he was learning sometimes Ariel would cross the line and uh, it rubbed UFC president Dana White the wrong way the thing about it is that you have to understand is the sport of UFC was very very new there were no rules You know, you go in the NFL and they'll tell you, hey, media has X amount of time. You know, there's an aerial show this weekend. So they're driving or driving. They're flying overhead. So aerial would cross the line at times, but it was like he was establishing the rules through his actions in a way. Now, aerial at times can be sneaky. And aerial at times... Um, I mean that's the biggest thing is he can be sneaky really honestly his biggest issue that the UFC has is there was just before a promo drop there was a leak that's linked to Ariel about um, a major event it was UFC 200 now he claims that things went differently Uh, Dana White claims that things went differently don't really know who's right or who's wrong. Um but for the sake of argument, you know what? I'll put the blame on, on Ariel on that one. You know, what I mean it is what it is. But with that being said, um he got punished. You know, he got banned from the UFC for a little bit. Um he's not impressed row. the UFC when it comes to like post fight conference um, stuff or anything like that but uh, at least he hasn't been I don't know well he's independent now again so I don't know how that's gonna go Um, so he has limited access to the fighters in the UFC as far as them being uh, during events and so on like, like, like that sort of thing so he's paying his he's paying the price for misstepping, you know. So it's inexcusable. It was a huge deal. It was a uh, it was a huge uh, you know reveal, a a huge comeback that they were trying to uh, sell. So Ariel wasn't wrong, but Ariel's also a realist, a, a real journalist. He's disliked by the UFC. Because he does you know, like John Morgan, for instance, is another reporter. He's uh, Dana White's lapdog. It's what it is, man. Ariel doesn't necessarily, Ariel doesn't want to be attached to an organization. So for him, the best way for him not to be attached to an organization is to, you know, not cradle their balls, if you will, you know. Aero doesn't necessarily play the game with the UFC. He plays the game, but he's not going to... You're not going to censor him. And there's an appreciation for that. There was a time where I really had an issue with... Uh, because, you know, I'm a fan of the way Dana White conducts business. I really am. Um, it's smart. And I just like some a lot of the moves that he does. A lot of the things that he says not the outlandish stuff but when he's talking about you know things that he's working on and and um and different ideas and and so on and so forth he's an interesting person to listen to he really is he's a captivating individual but he also knows probably through being taught by the fertitas obviously how to run a business and he's doing a great job I think so I want to say that that I am a big fan you know um but, yeah, I mean, Ariel, Ariel's been in his business, I think, 13 years, he said. Um, you know, and when media was first introduced into the UFC, you know, he was one of the first, first ones. He might have been the first one. I'm not sure. You know, which is crazy. And he was just a young kid. Um, so that's Ariel. Now, Brendan Schaub. Okay, so Brendan Schaub was... Uh, He's a Colorado kid. Um, he played... I think he played for Colorado. Like, University of Colorado also. Um, was a walk-on in the NFL. Didn't make it. Decided he wanted to be a fighter. So, how he got into the UFC is he lost in... Uh, He lost in the, uh, whatchamacallit, he lost the Ultimate Fighter, but back then they were really, really big on, you know, uh, giving out contracts, so he got a contract, Uh, had a pretty good run, um, but very limited, um, couldn't take a punch, Um, and, you know, he, I think he got he was, maybe he got into the top 10, which is, which is great. Um, and then he just kept getting knocked out. So, you know, um, Joe Rogan talked him into retiring. What happened post retirement well, was stirring. He was already, there, he was already transitioning into it is, uh, him and Rogan's best friend, Colin, uh, Colin. Shit, man, I forgot his name. Brian. It's Brian. Sorry. Brian Cowherd, Right? No? I don't fucking know, man. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Anyway, Joe Rogan's best friend, stand-up comedian, they started a show called The Fighter and The Kid. Um, And then started doing some stand-up comedy started doing some sketches for their shows uh you know things like that so that's that's who brandon Schaub is now when brandon retired because of a specific show where rogan basically told him he didn't want him to fight anymore that he could you know he didn't want to see his friend keep getting knocked out um, you know, made it, it didn't look man. Brandon was trying his heart out. He just couldn't get over the hump, and I think the realization was there. And what Rogan did is he explained it to him like, this is what, you know, we can see this. We can see what's going on. And um, so turned Brandon into a really sympathetic figure. Now when The Fighter and the Kid first started, it was a very lighthearted show. Um had a lot of cool guests. It was actually one of the top podcasts that I listened to in the beginning because of the type of guests that they would have. They'd have fun guests, you know, um, sometimes you know, uh at that time I wanted more entertainment Um, Joe was doing I mean he was doing content but he definitely wasn't doing it at the pace he's doing it now Um, so if I wanted fun entertaining different guests I would go and uh, listen to the fighter and the kid and it was a comedy you know a shit talking show you know what I mean like Joe Rogan is his entire show is he's he's an individual who has a level of intelligence um and what it is is him asking questions curiosities him just asking questions and having discussions the fighter and the kid was more you and your buddy sitting at the bar shooting the shit you know so, you know, Brian would go on his little, Brian lived a really interesting life, but he would go on his little fucking National Geographic's 10 Things You've Never Knew nonsense, you know what I mean? But for the most part, even when he do it, I mean, first of all, it was entertaining and the way that he presented it was funny as shit but it was just a light hearted fun show so Um, so now they're in a a heated exchange and it was because of there was comments about the UFC 200 was brought up again Um, and Brandon made some comments after after Ariel addressed it and him and Rogan um, kind of squashed it you know what I mean Brandon came in on the heels and then Brandon made a lot of comments also about um him as a person, like legitimately as a person, he went and he attacked the character of the individual that he is. Something you don't do. You attack the action, but if you have to attack the person, you do it in a tactful way. You know, you can point out somebody's flaws without trying to fucking roast them. But the thing about it is, about the show, The Fighter and the Kid, is that it started to make this turn And they started to just have, you know, stand-up comedians on. And the reason for that is, is that Brandon is convinced that he is a successful stand-up comedian. The discussions that they have are just not as interesting. And it's just a lot of criticism. When they talk about anybody else, unless it's a guest or one one of their friends that they're talking about, it's just criticism. It's constant shit talking about people. It's gossip. It's become a gossip show. Um, which is really interesting. You know, considering uh, the amount of trouble that Brian found himself in a year or two ago with uh, multiple sexual harassment allegations. Um, so that's what they do. You know, They they go in and that's, it's just a lot of negative energy, like, it really, it really made me reappreciate. I mean, I always, I've been a Joe Rogan fan since he was still on the couch in his, in his room, uh, first episode I actually watched was, uh, the first one I watched, he had Mayhem Miller on there, and it was right after the, the brawl, that was the first episode I seen, I think, um, anyway, so, Yeah. I, I, I came back over to Rogan because Rogan, it's not a negativity thing. A lot of it is positivity. Even when he's talking about negative things, it's about solutions. It's not a gossip show, it's different. So, anyway, Brandon went after uh, Ariel Hawani. Um, questioning his media credentials him as an individual as a person uh you know his ability as a journalist um his inability to work with other people the problem is that you have to understand is is the oh and and ariel defended himself I mean, he really did. He broke him down, and he basically just said, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you don't even understand a business. You don't even understand the business in which you're in. That you claim all the businesses that you claim that you were successful and you failed at. So what are we talking about? The only reason why you have any success is because you met and befriended somebody who's willing to take a shirt off his back to give people, to give you an opportunity as long as you're willing to do the work. And you are failing that as well. So that was Ariel's response more or less. Um, You know, just really questioning who the hell are you as a person, that this is what you do. Now, I'm gonna tell you this. So I'm gonna speculate a little bit and then I'm gonna give you my my impression of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Now the speculation is when uh, when Brendan said he talked to sources about him being difficult to work with and all the southern nonsense. Brendan's got to understand that you have to just because the source is your friend doesn't mean that it's credible. Okay? Like Just because you talk to one of your friends who had a shit interaction with an individual, or Ariel in this this case, it doesn't make him a credible source of a character of an individual. Now, the way that I would have handled it if I got these news before I even spoke on a character of anybody, if I was to do that, which I'm doing right now, in a way, I guess. No, I'm really not. Because I'm really kind of picking apart the direction of the show. In which it's going in. Which they're just becoming a gossip bullies. They're becoming... The same level of estrogen... Version. Basically, it's, it's, it's a two-person version of The View. It, it's what it's become. So... Uh, but yeah I mean that doesn't make anybody credible the thing about it is is like if you if I got information like that and if I was going to go and if I was going to make statements all over social media as well as releasing on my podcast and and a direct a direct attack towards an individual um, I would definitely try to talk to him first I mean, you have interacted with this dude many times over the years. And this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is what I'm talking about. And I'm going to explain to you the difference also between journalism and gossip. But anyway. Um, you've known this dude for years. You know the person that he is. You know you could reach out to him at any given point and have a conversation with him. Kinda squash this behind the scenes. But you want clicks so bad and you guys think that you're so intelligent that you can go and push the attack to a point where nobody's gonna want to respond. You think you're gonna bully him into a non response. Well, you failed this time. You're questioning journalism, but you're a joke. You can't question journalism when you're not a journalist. Why? Because that's what you're claiming. You're claiming that, you're claiming yourself as a journalist, with insider information, while knocking somebody else's credentials in journalism. But there's a very, very distinct difference in what Ariel Hawani does, Or has done. I mean, now that he's independent... I don't even think he cares, actually, at the level that he's at. Because he knows as long as he puts out good content. And content that um, people want to hear. He knows the numbers will always follow him no matter where he goes. And they do. They do because they know that that's... The MMA Hour, for instance... um, is a show that, it's a three-hour show. But in that three hours, you'll get a breakdown of past shows, breakdown of upcoming shows, at least four interviews with headlining, uh, MMA fighters, coaches, personalities, etc. It's just a really, really, you know, he does what he does. He knows all he's got to do is just continue on doing what he's doing you know, and when you go and you say, hey, you know, nobody likes Ariel Hawani, dude. Dude. Let's say, what do you think? Maybe maybe a hundred different fighters per year shuffle through that interview. Now, on top of that, you also have what 15 20 um celebrities and and so on and so forth that's his guest list so he knows that all he has to do is just keep doing what he's doing and the thing about ariel is like i said when he first started there were no rules there were no boundaries you know, um, so a lot of this stuff had to be uh figured out, you know, and you have to understand how young that that Ariel was you know he wasn't he wasn't a seasoned vet. it took time to do that, and again, a lot of the quote unquote rules for the media now in as far as the u f c um, have come off of the back of the mistakes that Ariel made so You know, he's responsible why you have the opportunities that you do. If for no other reason than, you know, he kind of fucked up. The difference between what Brandon does and what Ariel does is the reason of why they do it. Ariel does it because he's a fan of these guys. Even the guys that are his friends. He's a huge fan. He's a true fanboy of the sport. Brendan says that his opinion ain't worth a dick because, well, more or less, because he, didn't, uh, he wasn't a fighter. No, he wasn't a fighter. What he was was he was a fan. He was a fan from the beginning. And every single interview, especially the early stuff that you see him do, even the cringeworthy ones... You can see the fan in him. You can see the excitement, the joy. That's what I want to see. Do I want to see a guy who's just fucking standing there with a microphone up his ass trying to fucking sound like he knows what the fuck he's talking about? No. No, I want especially in sports. You want excitement. People get people get so hyped. It's part of the reason why like the color uh The color commentators that we have in the UFC are so great. Because they are so, like, in the moment emotional. And that's what people want to see. Ariel is a fan. He has been. And he still is. Like I said, he befriended a lot of these individuals. But he's a huge fan of all of them. Ariel doesn't talk down to people when he interviews them. He interviews them. He answers all of their questions if they have any. And some do. Some maybe don't appreciate something that he said. He'll address it. He doesn't run away from it. Like, I don't understand what else people expect him to do. Yes, he makes, yes, he crosses the line sometimes. Do you know why? Because he's one of the only true journalists in the MMA. A lot of the... I mean, there's a handful, honestly. I mean, just a handful. The rest of them only... um, Only report on what they're being fed. But the reason why they put it out... Obviously, there's financial reasons. Obviously, there's fame for both. But But the idea in my personal opinion, is one does it for the love of the game. I really believe it. I do. I've always believed it. Always believed that Ariel, excuse me, that Ariel Hawani is uh, 100% um, a fan. And he loves doing what he does. He loves having the conversations. And I believe that before he uploads... Uh, some of his video, he'll look at it and be like, man, I can't wait to see the reaction from the fans because I sat down with Nick Diaz. Now that sit down with Nick, I mean, Nick was obviously intoxicated. Um, Probably not the best time to do an interview. But what it did is it, it welcomed him back into our minds. Nick's always been... The the wonder of Willie really won't be won't be has always been in the has been in the back of any true MMA fan's mind over the course of the last six years. But him bringing him out right after that fight, all of a sudden, Nick took over the media cycle as far as the internet, the the MMA sites and everything else. But I really think. When Ariel releases his content, he, so he does a Q&A, which I think is cool. It's an interaction between him and the fans, and it puts him in, a, in an interesting spot. Um, but when he releases his you know weekly shit, it's, the excitement is because he did some, whether it's, holy shit, you know, uh, I did this investigative research and i found out that x y and z happened possibly because x y and z for him it's to spread the news of mma to keep mma at least on the front end of the week i think that's why the show is done on monday that in this uh, post mma uh, post event but it really kind of spikes the interest in mma on monday the cooler talks and then People listen to Ariel's uh, podcast whether on Monday night or whenever Monday or Tuesday. You know what I mean, and it kind of carries it through. And then you have you know the pre-fight conference on Thursday. You have your weigh-ins on Friday and your event on s- Saturday. So um, it's kind of you know it kind of helps helps those real real you know hardcore MMA fans kind of get through the week. You know, Brendan is all about clicks. You listen to his reasoning, and it just, he's got nothing. He's shooting blanks. I mean, that's that's just the bottom line. You know, and it shows, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. This buddy told him, but he doesn't know for a fact. He doesn't know. Now, he'll say it as it's factual because his friend said it to him. But whether or not it is factual or not, to actually do that work, nope. None of that. We talked, you know, it's it's weird where everything has gone from. And I'm speaking about... <clears throat> I'm going to speak a little bit about, about Brendan. Brendan's always been... Um, kind of a rich kid. Attitude. You know what I'm saying? Kind of a little... little high in himself. But you know what? You're in a fight game. That's what you got to do. I'm not going to hate you for it. I'm just pointing it out. It is what it is. Take it how you will, I suppose. Uh... But he is a great example of what could happen if you lose yourself with fame. And look, there's some re- redeemable qualities about Brendan Schaub. For Brendan Schaub in the beginning was just a fun-loving guy who just wanted to hang out with his with his. With his best friend and bullshit. Someplace along the line, they decided that he, they were smarter than everybody else. And then they gave him entitlement. They put, he put tags on himself as an individual. They changed everything that got him to this, to the point where they got to. And now you're slowly seeing everything crumble. Now, here's my thing here's my input Brendan you Brendan the fighter and the kid is an entertainment show I think what really needs to happen is one or the other needs to go on one or the other shows and address this squash it in public and just put the fucking phone down Just shut the fuck up. Put the phone down and step away. That's really what needs to happen. Do I think it's going to? Not yet. Not yet. It will eventually. But. Whether or not it does. I mean. like whether or not it does in in the immediate future I think it might because it's starting to get a lot of heat and it's it's gotten it's gotten to a point where Ariel's coming out swinging now Um, so I think that cooler heads will prevail and I think uh, there's going to be some sort of a resolution but you listen podcasting is a great opportunity for everybody it gives us an opportunity to have our voices be heard or just speak out right it gives you a platform but you have to understand what you are you're just a person you're just an observer you're an observer to things that are happening sometimes you get some insight to things that will happen but you're an observer that is what you are you are a podcaster Majority of podcasters aren't journalists, even though a lot of journalists now are turning into podcasting because it gives them an opportunity to finally speak freely and, you know, with the background that they have. But majority of podcasters are just regular old Joe Schmills. We're observers. That's what we do. We can observe and we can comment. I, like me, myself, I don't, I, I'm not an investigative journalist. I'll do some research here and there in order to present an argument but as far as to force an argument down somebody's throat or lean them towards one way or the other that's not what I do I'm not a journalist you know I'm not a journalist I'm I basically observe and do social commentary and try to present things and have you ask the question um, to yourself and you try to lead yourself towards the truth that's what Brandon needs to realize He's trying to take on on a journalist, and he's acting like I could do better. You're not a journalist. You don't understand the business. You don't understand the ins and outs. You may think you understand it because, yes, you did some stuff for, uh, shit. He did some shit, I think, for HBO or Showtime. can't remember. But anyway... You're not a journalist. You didn't put in the work. You didn't put in the years. You could start now. And by the time you retire, maybe you'll have the knowledge of journalism that Ariel has went through. He's earned this. You claim like he didn't earn this. He went to school. He paid his dues. He grinded his way up. You, the only reason why you can speak on a similar level than him, strictly because of the people that you know. So, please, don't attack the person's character when you when you haven't... This is a discussion you... you if, you're, if you're judging somebody's character based on what somebody else told you, you're a fucking idiot. I'll say that straight off the get-go. Especially somebody... Who's within the circle of fucking people. Your circle of people. Somebody that you you could potentially have a conversation with. And you're going to go and say, well, well, Billy said that you're mean. Fuck you. You're an idiot. Get the hell out of here. That's what you did. And that's the difference between what you do and what investigative journalism is. Stay in your lane, homie. That's all I'm going to say. Um... Not everybody's going to be right all the time. I'm not going to like somebody 100% of the time. There's a lot of things. Well, I agree with probably about 85% of the stuff that Ariel does. The 15 sometimes, it's not that I disagree, sometimes it's a little cringy. But, but I will say he's gotten a whole hell of a lot better. A whole hell of a lot better. And now when he gets cringy, um, he plays it up. And it makes it fun because he creates... Whether it's creating a character or whatever the case may be, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So, I just um, I just thought it was weird uh, that somebody's punching that high up. You're always supposed to punch up, but not like that. Especially when you're completely out of your league. So, anyway, uh, yeah, you can go on any, I mean, you can, you can Google search it and it'll pop up the beef between the two, what was said, et cetera, et cetera. If you're interested, uh, if not, I understand. It's just something that really, really interested me. And it really, really ties into the bullying of media. Um, especially when it comes to, um, hearsay past us facts. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, very similar to kind of what's happening in our media. Um, I mean, our investigative journalism has died as a whole, um, in my personal opinion. So, these, it's it's, but you know, the the basis of, of what's happening, it's it's very interesting, um, and you know, it makes me wonder if the fighter and the kid is desperate, if they're looking to just create as much heat as they can and try to see if uh, some of the fans um, maybe you know, like Ariel will be interested to, um, see what the fuck this is all about. And kinda, and they're hoping to maybe steal some, you know, hook them, hook them. If you will. Well, the problem is that your show is just not very hook. Like it's not as fun of a show anymore. So just saying, but neither here nor there, I have no room to speak. Um, so. Whatever. Uh, this is probably one of the few that, if you wanted to upload the audio onto whether it's YouTube or whatever the case may be, this one, feel free to do so. Um, only because I think it's interesting and I think it's very, very different. And I think it might um, actually start some interesting conversation about who's where, what, and how. Um, if not, no big deal. Hey, I appreciate your listens. Sorry if I sound a little Ugh a little blah, a little little zombie like, man. I'm not a morning person. Uh I mean I'm awake awake. It's just uh damn I'm not a pro morning person. So but anyway, enjoy it. Enjoy your day. Uh fucking make it to the weekend. Almost there. Catch you on the flip.